Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, friends. It is episode 22 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I am your host, as always, thriller author Jason A. Meiske. How was, uh, how was your Father's Day? I, I feel bad asking that because I didn't say anything after Mother's Day, but uh, my, my mom just got her Mother's Day card a couple days before Father's Day. Yeah, I have not been a good son uh, in that regard. But, you know, for you fathers out there listening to the show, I hope you had a good time. Uh, for all you mothers, I hope you had a lovely day on Mother's Day last month. As for me, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, kids all got together and surprised me with a new laptop. My old one was crashing all the time. Oh my gosh, last week. Actually, my last couple of episodes, I, I've been fighting with my laptop. I'd get an episode all edited and put together, and then my my laptop would crash. And going through Audacity, you know, you've got to save it as an MP3 or else it's not done. And you lose all your efforts. So I had to restart it and do it over again then. Oh man, it, it's it was it's been crazy. So this was a big thrill to get a new laptop, got uh, getting everything moved over, and I've already got my uh, Scrivener and Dropbox downloaded and up and running. So I was able to open up Scrivener this morning and uh, open up my new novel that I'm working on, and that was fun to uh, get to do that. So maybe I'll start posting some words per day. That's a popular thing amongst other uh, novelists. Yeah, I think it'd be a good thing. Speaking of, uh, you know, as a writer myself and having just completed my own, I just want to give a big shout out to those of you out there that are listening who are, you know, you're all writers. If you're writing and, and you're working on it, even if you haven't published yet, you're still a writer. You know, you are a writer. So don't think less of yourself. Don't think down on yourself. You know, you are making something incredible. So don't give up. Okay. And for those of you who are brand new, Congratulations. I, I've i got the utmost respect for, you know, both levels, you know, that for somebody who's starting a novel, you know, that's the fantastic, and then pushing through and getting that novel completed and putting it out, man, that's a whole nother level of tenacity, and, uh, you know, I applaud you. Well done. If you want to come on the show, let me know. <laughs> I'll be happy to uh, have you on here and have you, uh, have you read a chapter. Uh, going back to being a new author, um, I actually have got the privilege of uh, I get to have my first standalone author event coming up July 7th at Reader's World here in Warrensburg. Uh, July 7th, it's a Saturday from 2 to 4, so if you are in the Missouri area, <laughs> uh, western side of Missouri, you know, anywhere around there and you want to come by on Saturday the 7th and say hi, come on by. Be happy to uh, you know, give you some bookmarks. Uh, Say hi, we can talk about the show, we can talk about my book, whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, come on by and check it out. You know, Reader's World's a fantastic place. Like I said, they really took care of uh, all of us authors that were there last time, And uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm pretty thrilled. This will be my own event for, for my book, Nine Mile Bridge, so it's pretty cool. So yeah, if you're in the area, come on by. Don't forget to uh, come on over to our Facebook page at uh, Sample Chapter Podcast on Facebook. Like the page. Uh, we do a lot of shares every week. We do multiple shares of our guest for the week. I've uh, been trying to be a little more consistent on our Throwback Thursday with a, an old episode and catch up on what this author's been up to since they were on the show last. 
Yeah, and I, I do as much as I can on there to update things. So give us a big like on there. Uh, so that way you can follow along. We do have a lot of really exciting things on the horizon for the Sample Chapter Podcast. Uh, not really much I can go into yet. This is just more or less a teaser. But uh, yeah, to say the least, exciting things. So stay tuned. Uh, and like I said, like us on uh, Facebook and uh, you can get uh, tuned in. You'll, you'll be sure to be aware of what's going on. And I will make sure to announce those as they come available. I should probably hop on over in, into my business chair. <laughs> Take care of a little bit of business and thank our uh, our host site, Podcast Garden. Uh, Podcast Garden is a fantastic and outstanding place for amateur and experienced podcasters alike. Uh, if you would like to start up your own podcast, you can go to podcastgarden.com. Start your own show for free. If you're looking for other podcasts, they have a they have a great big list full of other shows that you can choose from. To check them out, podcastgarden.com. I also want to thank YouStoreAll of Warrensburg, Missouri is the premier place to go for all your self-storage needs. They have a wide variety of sizes in climate control and non-climate control. The entire facility, actually they have two locations and both of those facilities are completely fenced in. It's gated access, you get your own private gate code, 24-hour video surveillance on more than 40 cameras. Uh, they have more buildings under construction as we speak due this sometime this fall. So, you know, they got, they got, it's a very fine facility. And I recommend that you check them out online at ustoral.net. That is the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. <laughs> this week we are jumping across the pond once again. Our guest this week is Andy N. He is a poet, podcaster, and experimental musician. And let me tell you, you guys are in for a treat. Yeah, what I don't know what it is. Um, I think writers as a whole, authors, writers, and poets, you know, we're all passionate about our work. But, you know, we had some poets on here a couple weeks ago, you know, and then again talking with Andy the one thing that really stands out to me is when they read, and you guys can't see their faces, um, but it really comes across in their voice. Man, their emotion and the passion really comes out as they're reading. And I got, for me, I get the added bonus of I'm talking to them on Skype thing and, and I'm getting to see them. And, you know, like Andy, he's got his eyes closed and he's, you know, it's just right there in his face how passionate, you know, and. and all the emotions just coming out in his voice as he's reading the poetry and and uh, it's really moving stuff. You're gonna hear it as you, as it comes through and uh, you know listen for that because it's it's really touching. Uh, Andy, meanwhile, let's talk about his other stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy has uh, several books of poetry and a couple of collaborations already. Uh, his return to Kemptown, the end of summer, hour of the wolf. Uh, now, Hour of the Wolf, we talk about that, too. That's a collection of little micro-horror poems. Uh, and you're going to hear about that. That's part of his role reversal series. And uh, you also, once again, get to have a bonus poem from his upcoming book, Enemy of the Wall, from Barbar from his series Barbarians of the Wall. And that's coming out here in just a couple weeks in July. So that's, yeah, that's right around the corner. Uh, so make sure you check everything out. Uh, go to... His uh, his Bandcamp website, it's for his music, Ocean in a Bottle. Outstanding, awesome stuff to listen to. It's experimental kind of music, you know, going on. 
Um, yeah, I just, I can't say enough. This was so much fun talking to him. So how about I just get this on over to the show? What do you say? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends, wherever you are, welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today, I am with poet, podcaster, and experimental musician, Andy N. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? How's uh, how's England? Oh, raining as normal. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to saying it rains a lot in England. Like, it's in England, if you have mentioned summertime over here, it's usually raining. <laughs> yep, well, it's like I'm seven o'clock a... in the evening. Oh, wow. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm dealing with a sunburn from mowing outside at work and then at home all day yesterday. So. Oh, oh. Now I had to hide out over the weekend because it got exceptionally warm around here over the weekend. So, And that's why at the moment of my face is a bit red at the minute because like I caught the sun. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Of course, yes. I'm from the Manchester area, which is northern England. I'm 46 years old. I've been writing since I was 10, but to date I've wrote two full-length poetry books. I've done three collaboration books. I've got the third full-length books out shortly. I've done one fantasy poetry book called Horror. And I've got a second one, another series, short shortly. And I also do experimental ambient music under the name of Ocean in the Bottle. And I'm also keen podcasting. I run my own podcast station. And a co-run of the one as well. Very nice. Okay, and so so you've been doing so your poetry you've been doing since you were ten. How uh, yeah? How, how did that come about? Is that just something you just uh, always fell into, or uh, are you I'm, always held for it? I can't remember the notion of You look when you're looking back so long ago, you forget all the time. Oh but yeah, especially at I'm our not, age, right? <laughs> oh yeah, completely. Because I were the same age, and I was about before. I, I, th- I think it came off an assignment at school, but I can tell everybody, that I, although I've got definite, the second poem I ever wrote definitely was an assignment, because I wrote a set, my second other poem was called The Kill at school, about a lion killing one of the teachers at school, and I always remember that, because I got two, two weeks' detention. <laughs> so so you did not get a good grade for that, that poem, I guess. <laughs> no, we didn't lie that whole time much. <laughs> but, but it's like it's funny with me like it's I'm a, as everyone might guess I'm one of the most unserious people that I to meet but when I do my writing and my music I'm so serious it's just like it's a switch flicks in your head sometimes like it's I tell you take that serious I didn't put all of it I'll tell the rest of my life very serious but with the writing it's, it's always been there since I was 10 or 11 and then I went to university later on in life when I was 28 and really got into writing after that, really, was first of all. I've been writing ever since, really. Being music and often handy down. Very nice. And you're also a musician. Uh, with uh, You said you, you write under uh, Ocean in a Bottle with its experimental ambient music. And uh, Tell us about that. that. That sounds amazing. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That one started about a couple of years ago, actually, because I had a, bit, a much larger keyboard, and I was... I always liked playing keyboard, and I got a smaller, a much smaller one to plug in the laptop, and then it just seemed to click after that. So I've got a really good program for it, 
and I've been building this, like a massive sound archive of all most songs ever since. And at one point, I was doing like an EP a month because I was enjoying it that much. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't get as much time, but like it's just, it's just a way of re- need to relax at night time. You know, like, you, know, you see, like some people like reading. Mm-hmm. I'm having up to one or two o'clock in the morning and just playing around with the keyboard, just trying to set and build my own ambience up for what to bed. Okay. And what, it's uh, and, and it's like ambient music, you said? So it's kind of like. Ambient a, experimental, waves. yeah. It's waves, okay. yeah, sound. It's a, I'm a sound artist really in that, so. Always had a big interest in experimental music growing up. So, it's just kind of to follow them that really, so. You know, I can see that being very popular amongst uh, any writer friends that you have, because like if you've got something that's got a a creepy sound to it, you know that could get a horror writer into the mood. Or if it's cheerful, you know, or loving, or something like that, then romance. Uh, you know that I, I could see getting into something like that. That's really cool. Horror, horror, particular. <laughs> particularly, horror. Particularly, yes. I'm not a good pianist. I'm not a good pianist. <laughs> In my case, I'd probably hit the wrong button after we turn into horror piece. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're writing Perfect. a romance and all of a sudden it turns into horror because you forgot to change the music or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, completely. Oh dear. I've not. My, I've never done that with writing yet. I'm usually when I get to going and writing poems, in particular, I usually often know the direction it's going. Music's a different ball game. <laughs> Probably because of public writing, I know what I'm doing with music sometimes. It's just, I'm just playing by sat there, playing by the ear, playing by the ear, really. So I'm playing, playing this in my heart, so. Very nice. Well, speaking of your writing, then, you've got four books of poetry so far, the, like, Return to Kemptown. Your newest one was End of Summer. Um, another one that stood out to me was Hour of the Wolf, which, again, going back to the horror, that was, uh, it's described as horror micro poems. Now, how does that yeah. work? That started off, um, <laughs> this is quite a good story, this. You, you're going to regret having me on this podcast, so I'll turn it into a two-hole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, um, but, um, how would all fit? Starting off, at, um, I've got a friend that lives on the south coast in England, and playing in called Brighton, and he does a lot of, like, um, role-playing games, and he took me down to one a couple of years ago, and it was basically what became the scene for the Owl of the Wolf, the, the role reversal series. And uh, I was watching them all, sat in this imaginary farm, but one of them was a werewolf. And I picked up a pen, and I pen paper, and I thought, that's a good scene. So I wrote down six lines. And then I thought, oh, hang on a minute, that works as a nice little poem. Let's do another one. And before that night is finished, I got five of them, the first five. And I thought to myself, then I thought, why don't I see how, how this series goes by just sticking to very short micro poems? And... I came up with the idea pretty quickly, doing 100 of them. And that took about 18 months to write it, didn't it? It was just like, because it's so short and concise. You like telling the chapter in a book in six yeah. lines. It sounds to me almost like a, almost like a song. So you, yeah, you yeah. get your story uh, being told through poems and are kind of like lyrics of a song. Yeah, it's definitely, it's very, I wouldn't say it's got a chorus on it, but yeah, it's got that sort of attention to detail on it, so that's for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. So then, uh, and then your new book, The End of Summer, what, uh, what, what's your theme here? That's talking about, um, this one's actually a reprint of a book from a couple of years ago where I finally got it put in the Kindle. I never got around to it. Either. And then my other half, who's been on your program also, Amanda Steele, 
Um, <laughs> she said me, need that on the Kindle. I said, yeah, okay, so put it in the Kindle. But the book itself is, is, is symbolism. Because I started writing that in 2000, years right now, probably, 2011, straight after I got diabetes, unfortunately. And the first four poems about that were looking back at my life. Because I don't, I, don't, I treat life as like an 80 year cycle. And I got diabetes when I was 39. So I thought to myself, that, well, that's the end of my summer now. And my life. So then it all started there, really, using that, to have that period of reflection. And I was writing a lot like symbolism poems and notes. Looking back at you, you say, certain stage in your life when you move on. Oh, that sounds beautiful. And yeah, in case in case y'all didn't catch that, yes, uh, Andy and a previous guest on this show, Amanda Steele, are a couple, uh, which is how I came across Andy. And uh, so yeah, make sure you go back, episode eighteen, Amanda Steele. She read from her book. Uh, oh gosh, I have it right here. While I was gone. She read from her a chapter from her book while I was gone. I had to go back and I couldn't find the note. Thank, thank goodness I edit these shows. So. <laughs> I think you're going to this show. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, so yeah, make sure you go back and uh, check out her episode. It was fantastic. She's, so, she's all right, a so, genius. She, <laughs> you are a good man, a good boyfriend. That's fantastic. I'm trained well. <laughs> yes. So uh, what do you have coming up? What are you working on? Right, yeah. At the moment, I've got a, another Kindle book that's due out shortly called Barbarians of the Wall. And that's the first another poetry series I'm working on as well. And that first book is called Enemy of the Wall. And that's in contrast to the Night of the Wolf. That's the very like epic fantasy, perhaps Game of Thrones or Conan the Barbarian sort of territory, where I wrote very, very long poems. And I think there's three in this first book of that one. And each one of them is about sixteen pages long each. That's done, that's ready. And um, the next Pulls out post books during September. And that's got the, notice the cunning title of this now. It's called Birth of Autumn. So you bring it out in September. Very nice. Oh, and that's time direct, the name of that, it. That's very nice. And that's the direct sequel to the end of summer. Because the end of summer is a moment of reflection. The birth of autumn is when you're looking at what's coming next. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you got a whole theme going on. So this is great. Yeah. And then right. next year, I've got my autobiography due out probably next year, next year. And that's going to be called, you might like the title as well, it's called Losing the Thread. <laughs> uh, and that's the, oh, you're going to, that one's, a, I can tell you a little bit about it because it's just finished it. Now. And that one's basically, it's not a direct autobiography, but it's looking at, um, when you get stage in life like Paragraphs are now, you, you've been in, if you've been creative most of your life, You've done lots of projects. And it gives me a chance to go back and talk about some of these projects. Okay. And some of them are, some of them are great because some of my long-standing friends don't know about some of these projects. Oh, wow. Because like, one of them I can reveal to you now is I used to be, I used to front a goth metal band when I was 18 called The Vampires. <laughs> and I used to have hair. And my hair, so obviously people don't know my hair's got short now. My hair was like all the way down the shoulders. Oh, um, okay. I mean, if you're nothing but black, black t-shirt and tight black leather pants. <laughs> I was 18. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's, when I was 18, I had very long hair. It was down on my shoulders, and I wore a lot of denim. They were all, and they were all had holes in them. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't make it later on, that's it. But I said, that's what I was going to think. Do I need to put all his mascara on the face like in the middle? <laughs> I could have had people think there's a girl sometimes, I think, so. <laughs> and then next year, also, though, I'm also working a couple of fantasy books at the moment, so. Or an action fantasy stories, so. And that, you'll, you'll see them more next year, so. They're still, they're still coming together, but they're looking good. Okay, alright. Do, do you ever put any of your uh, your albums, your music out on a CD or anything? Or is um, there a place that people most, can find them? Yes, Bandcamp. Go Bandcamp. It's okay. oceaninabuckle.bandcamp.com and there's a lot, there's a lot of albums, EPs and singles and others. Great. Alright, well, we'll make sure and put all of this in the, uh, the show notes. And, uh, of course, uh, anybody that's following along on our Facebook page, we'll make sure to share any links as they come up when new books come out and everything. We'll always try and share everything that we can. Uh, Andy, this has been a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun talking before and, uh, you know, just talking oh, yeah. during the show, too. This has been great. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime. We'll on a next, next time, I'll see if I can bring a mandra on and do, we can do it together. Oh, that'd be great. There you go. Hello. <laughs> What you'll probably find is she'll be helping me to shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Andy. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Andy N. with The End of Summer. Okay. Um, as I promised, Jason, I'll do a few poems from The End of Summer. This is um, my favorite one in the book. It's called Migration. And what migration is, you're looking at, Simple as in this book of like all the places I lived at in my life, right up to when I moved areas well, a few years ago. So this is called Migration. The flat near Longford Park is still a huge mystery and got demolished shortly after we moved. You don't remember much about Moss Lane East, apart from that one winter there when the boiler kept breaking down producing the wind and the floods of years. You only remember that first spring at Barton Road, when your football smacked your sister that hard in the face. Your mother must have used 20 buckets to wash out the blood. By the time your brother arrived, he had moved just up the road, and within a week of moving, ended up going to your nana's funeral, and didn't stop crying during the wake. Ripon Road, where two year cats are buried, was less happy, as was Chatsworth Road, which was opposite your old high school, that nearly expelled your brother. Now, of course, you live in a different town, with mentors like sails in the mist, bleeding over the sunset, etched in the past by closed factories, windswept in a wordless language. Okay, I'm going to read a couple of the ones in it. I'll read a romantic poem now, okay? Next one. But it's called Kissing My Every Scent. First you wore my cardigan, then my socks. Mingled in my firm coat before curling up with my umbrella. Stroked my slippers and counted the buttons on my shirt. Warmed your hands on my gloves. I twisted my scarf in knots, embracing my absence, kissing 
Next is going to be a ghost oven. Now, um, this one needs will need a bit of quick explaining, but um, people obviously know where Manchester is in England. The next town up is a little enough town or city called Liverpool. And it's got a quite a famous theatre in there called the Liverpool Empire. And it's haunted. So this is the ghost of Liverpool Empire. Some say she's always been there by the side of the old stores. Only returned backstage after the curtain has fallen down and rain became the audience. There's talk where a butterfly dress floating in shadows and a shine of red dancing shoes tapping running in the distance almost out of earshot. Some remember her when they were young with wood chip eyes and would disappear quicker than a train in a tunnel if he approached her. Few, however, talk about her crying which tears turned red in the darkness Coldness near the stage and these clues like a treasure hunt instead of a detective novel. On only hints attached like an outline to a story instead of a full painting and a ghostly shell that constantly acts over the top of the bow. So I'm going to read last now in the book, this book. And then I'm going to read the extract out from the Enemy of the War book. This is called Out of Reach as a two-part poem. This is about writing. Part one. Our hotel room felt like a battered birdcage, even when the sunlight steeped underneath our blanket, back when your constantly cry-starving cats does first thing most morning. Our hotel felt like an adventure. Best left unexplored, when a branch left to blow out across the nearby ocean, then oblivion. Memories which deserved to be left just out of reach in our dreams, like an unlocked chest, gathered forgotten shadows. Part two. Over the freckled black sun, the ice climbed all over the pavilion, before slipping over the cliff, bleached the tip of the pier. Far away from the fractured rocks and frozen gridlocked oceans, humming outside our hotel room before sucking the night from the air. And the breeze which tickles and stabs you in the back before assaulting the windows over the top of our hotel window. Mirroring your kissing, we still taste in the night air where we once walked to the end of summer, but now just dangles on the reach, gathered. Forgotten shadows. And to conclude, like I promised you before, Jason, I'm going to read out now for you. I'll read out the first page and a half of Enemy of the Wall, which is the first book of the Barbarians of the Wall series. And this is the title piece, and it's called Enemy of the Wall. There should have been three fires burning at the bottom of a forest in Welcome. One of clean bones and marked as a recent violent death, or a body dug freshly from the ground. One of wood 
freshly chipped into a circular pattern to the heart of a tree, and one above, mixed together, covered in fluffed moss, and at least four cuddled bare skins. Lined up one after the other, around the edge of the blacksmith's lightly on guard. There was no flames burning high into the skies, or a soft burning smell sleeping across the jungle. No sapless phoenixes barren in their must, ingested in barrels home and there, or other all-night meals stoked to venice from a boar from the forest. And it was just an empty, splodged emptiness, transporting night across broken doors. Just one. One fire, sputtered with choked tears, barely sounding light, kissing the darkness, come over the forest, increased fear into the heavens. And over the meadows facing into darkness, with each passing minute, over the top of Kingsland mountains, etched into silence towards the barren sea, building up a slow fear into all of us with each footstep we march nearer. I don't like this, sir, one of the German whispered behind me. It could be a trap. Andy in reading some poetry from the end of summer his newest book uh, plus you got a bonus from enemy of the wall uh, that book's coming out next month so make sure you're looking for it hey make sure that you follow the links in the show notes so you can check out his music check out his author page uh, and all these books on here they're all fantastic so I highly recommend you check them out and make sure you're following Andy follow the show and give us a rating uh, give us you know four stars five stars whatever you think that we're worth to you Hey, we're going to be back again next week with another author, another book, and another sample chapter. Bye.